amazing grace, God's amazing grace, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus was looked down on and passed over. A man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. One looked at him and people turned away. It was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. But it was our sins that did it, that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. We all like sheep who's wandered off and gotten lost. We all done our own thing, gone our own way. God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong on him. He was beaten, he was tortured, but he didn't say a word like a lamb taken to be slaughtered and like a sheep being sheared. He took it all in silence. He died without a thought for his own welfare, beaten bloody for the sins of his people. Even though he never hurt a soul or said one word that was not true. The plan of our father was that he gave himself as an offering for sin so that he will see life come from it. Life, life and more life. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Great is your grace for every single one of us, Lord. We ask you, Father, this morning, let us see what you have done for us in Christ Jesus. Where you are standing right now, will you please pray this with me? Say, Father, I want to know how precious the blood of Jesus is, how valuable the blood of Jesus is. I believe, I receive. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Pastor Gar. Thank you, Kate. I so appreciate you. And we're going to take communion today. So uh, they will come and bless us once again. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us Jesus today. Hallelujah. Please open your Bibles at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 19 in the New King James. Let Scripture speak today. The Holy Spirit wants to show us Jesus. Knowing, verse 18 says, Knowing that you were not redeemed, that means saved, with corruptible things like silver and gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But verse 19 says, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blem blemish and without a spot, we have been redeemed, saved, with the precious blood of Jesus. Now, this is for you and me today. Most Christians do not really know what that precious blood means. The word precious means costly, valuable, very 
expensive. And this has not registered much with many believers all over the body of Christ. We're going to stay in 1 Peter, but I'm going to take you to the new century version. I just loved, I'm using that uh, quite a bit today. Just see how beautiful it puts it in the name of Jesus. It says, you know, in the past, you were living a worthless, in a worthless way, a way passed down from the people who lived before you, but you were saved, redeemed from that. And look what the word says, useless life when you live for yourself. And, and this is very important. You were bought, not with something that ruins like gold and like silver, but with the precious blood of Christ, who was like a pure and perfect lamb. Now, I know we know this, but why was it necessary to redeem us? We must have this, this knowing and this understanding each day with the Lord. Because Adam and Eve, from Adam and Eve, we have all sold ourselves. Yes, us too. We bowed the knee to the evil one, yielding to sin, being disobedient at many times in our lives, exchanging with the enemy at different times in our lives. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. You will see how beautiful the passage puts this for you and me to see. This is not for the person next to you. This is you and me this morning. It's us and the perfect lamb we have redeemed. By his precious blood. Let's read it. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 in the message. Don't you realize that this is not the way to live? Unjust people who don't care about God will not be joining in his kingdom. Those who use and abuse each other. Use and abuse sex. Use and abuse the earth and everything in it. Don't qualify as citizens in, king, in God's kingdom. A number of you know from experience what I'm talking about, says the Apostle Paul. For not so long ago, you were on that list. That's all of us. But since you have been cleaned up by the, wa the washing of the blood, cleaned. And we're going to I'm going to minister quite a bit on this. Uh, listen to that sentence. And given a fresh start by Jesus, our Master. A fresh start for all of us. Now, we stay in 1 Corinthians 6, but this time we jump to the new King James. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 to 20. Not so long ago, the message said, we were all on that list, but the precious blood of Jesus. Look what verse 19 to 20 says. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who is in you and me, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. Pastor John has been ministering about this for quite some time. Now look at the next verse, because here's the core of what God wants to show us today. You were bought, bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We were bought with the precious blood of Jesus, bought with a price. 
like I said, Pastor John was, and he's still ministering on this. Listen to this. We are not a self-made man. I am a boat man. I am a boat man. Who are you? I'm a boat man in Christ Jesus. And this is, I'm going to ask and put the emphasis today, you know, um, the Holy Spirit wanted me to go this way because when you see what the word says about the blood, your honor and your faith can rise. Many people do not actually know much about what I ministered today, but our faith must come up, our honor and our belief in the blood of Jesus. Please go to Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Like I said, the Holy Spirit want to show us Jesus today. Before I read Acts chapter 20, here's the big question. So then, what was the price that was paid for you and me? We saw that in scripture today. It's the precious, costly blood of the Lamb. We will now see that God paid the highest price for anything ever in the universe for you and me. And just think for a second, God owned us by creation. But because of his love, he went and bought us back because he did not want to see us perish. He bought us back. I am a bought man in Christ Jesus. Let's look at Acts chapter 20, verse 28. And um, I do think it's the new King James. Therefore, take heed to yourself and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. To the shepherd, the church of God. And listen to this, which he has purchased with his own blood. Like I said, this is not for the person next to you. This is for you and me. Did he purchase you? Yes. With a very high price, I'm going to show it to you. So once again, another question. What is it about the blood that makes it so precious? When you look at the Old Covenant, nothing was dedicated without blood. In the Old Testament, animals had to be sacrificed for the atonement of their sin. That's not where we are anymore. Even the priests and their clothes, clothes had to be sprinkled with the blood. So why is this blood so precious? Let's look at Hebrews 9, verse 22. The Bible makes it so clear. And Father, thank you in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit is opening up his word to us, that our honor and our faith in the blood of Jesus can rise can rise in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 9:22 And according to the law almost all things are purified with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no remission. Remission? No payment for the guilty. The blood without the blood no freedom and no life. Now once again why must all things be purified by the blood? And look at Romans 6, the 23rd verse. You might be in the King James. I'm jumping to the New Century Version as well. The, the old King James and the King James says the, the wages of sin is death. And we love the word of God uh, uh, and we know that part. But I like what the Century Version is saying here. 
that payment for sin is death. The payment for sin is death. But God gives us the free gift of life forever in Christ Jesus. So the wages of sin is death. Death was on the table. Death was on the table for all of us. Something had to be paid for life. So what could God pay with that instead of death, we might receive life? Because death was on the table. And please go to Leviticus 17, verse 11 to 14. Now, the answer is, and, 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 and I believe for some of you might see this today for the first time in the word. Thank you, Lord. Our honor and our faith about the blood. To have faith in God, to have faith in his blood is coming to the place where God wants it to be. So, the payment for sin is death. Something had to be paid for life. So where can we get this life? Where was this available from? This is very amazing to read this in the Old Testament. Leviticus 17, and I'm in the New Living Translation. Verse 11. For the life of the body is in the blood. The life is in the blood. God says, I've given you the blood on the altar to purify you making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for life. It was the blood because in the blood is the life, because death was on the table, and God had to pay with the highest price to get us back so that death would not stay on the table. Look at verse 14. He goes on to talk in verse 12 and 13. He says, the life of every creature is in the blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, um, so what does the Bible say? And I know we just read it, but I, I really want to emphasize it today that we can see it. What does the Bible say is in the blood? Life. Life. Well, even in the natural, we see it. When someone is pale, when someone lost blood, they're not doing good. But when the, uh, when the blood is back, life is back. You somehow look good. Now, life is in the blood. We just read that. Medically, scientifically, we understand that. As you are sitting there and I'm standing here, our hearts are beating and blood is circulating in our bodies. And yes, we know nutrients and oxygen is in the blood. But there's much more in the blood than you and me can see under a microscope. There's life in the blood. There's life in the blood. Praise the Lord. Go to 1 John chapter 1, New King James. What life then is in this blood? What life then? Oh, we love this passage of scripture. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 4. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. It's talking about Jesus, yeah? Jesus, the perfect lamb. He was in the beginning. Look at verse 4. In him was life. In him was life. But the Lord said the life is in the blood. In him was life. And the life is the light of men. The very life of God is in the blood. Oh, this is powerful. Now, this word life in the blood 
is the word Zoe. And Brother Kenneth Hagen ministered powerfully on this word. Please go to John 5, 26, please. Now, while you go to John 5, 26, and we're going to read it, I just need to share this with you. The best way we can translate the word Zoe, the life of God, it means everlasting life, eternal life. Everlasting, eternal life is in the blood. Listen to this. Zoe life is a force. It's a force so great that the possessors of it will never die. Jesus. I'm going to read it to you again. This life that's in the blood of Jesus. Zoe life is a force. It is a force so great that the possessors of it will never die. That's the blood that God used to buy us back. It's a force so great. We all here today, we are the possessors of it. We are made sons of God who will live forever and cannot die. What is that worth? What is that worth? That we will live forever and we cannot and will not die. Hallelujah. How many people live through the ages? Some kings on the earth in history, we, we, we know this. They declared themselves to be gods. They did. They did. But they did. They did. They did. But there's one who came according to prophecy. And we're going to see that today. There's one who came according to prophecy, born of a virgin, lived and died on the cross. But on the third day, he rose again from the dead, providing, demonstrating the power of an endless life because there's Zoe life in the blood. We worship you, Lord Jesus. You are the only one. King Jesus, worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. God's Word says, if you're going to make a study of this, and please do this, the, big, the book of Hebrews talks uh, 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 in a beautiful way about the blood, if you can go and read all of it. God's Word says that the blood that He shed, that flowed out of Him, that blood is on the mercy seat in heaven right now. The life is in the blood. The Bible says the blood with the Zoe life speaks. It speaks. It testifies of the life, the better things that Jesus paid for you and me. What does the blood say? Speaking for you and me today, it says live. Live. Have life in abundance. Live holy. Live righteously. Live. This blood of Jesus, what is that worth? Oh, praise the Lord. Let's see John 5, verse 26. I go a bit further to show you this life that our Lord had in him. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. Just like our almighty creator has life in him, he has given his Son, Jesus, to have life in himself. Then Jesus became flesh. So where was the life in Jesus when he became flesh, when he walked on the earth? 
This life that the Father has granted him to have, where was that life when he walked on the earth? In the Lord's blood. In the Lord's blood. The force of life of our almighty God sitting on the throne, that force of the life of God himself, his life force is in the Lamb's blood. Can you see why the blood is precious? It's the very life of Almighty God. Hallelujah. 1 John 5, verse 11 to 12, the Amplified. Um, this is the Amplified Bible. There's some of the other translations that says it also in a beautiful way. And this is the testimony. Some of the other translations say this is the record. We have this record. This is the testimony, that evidence. God gave us this Zoe eternal life. And this life is in his son. Look at verse 12. He who possesses the son has that life. He who does not possesses the son of God does not have that life. We have that life here this morning. All of us, we possess that. The day when we cried out and we say, Jesus, you are the Lord and I make you the Lord of my life. We have the life of our heavenly father that he granted his son. What is the worth of the blood? The life force, I just shared it with you once again, that you can meditate on this. What is the worth of this blood? The life force of God himself, we just saw, is in the blood. You see, when you see what the word says about the blood, you can grow stronger in your faith about the blood. How many people, just think about yourself today, how many people, including us sitting here, struggled in the past with the sense of self-worth? Many. The enemy likes to come against us that way. You will never have an understanding of that worth if you do not value Jesus. If you do not look unto Jesus, when you look unto yourself, there's no good that you can see there. But our worth is in the blood. If you do not value Jesus, you will not have it. You will never be able to have a true sense of self-worth. You and me, listen to this. We were bought. And uh, I know when I gave the scriptures um, for them there at the back, I did not include the title on purpose. The title of today's message is, I'm a bought man. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a bought man. Really think about this. Something's value is always determined by how much you are willing to pay for it. Something's value is always determined by how much you will pay for something. And this is how the Lord gave it to me. What was paid for you and me has set our value forever. That's our worth. That's our worth. Praise the Lord. Your worth is not based on what other people say about you. Your worth is based on the love of God. Because he paid the highest price for you and me. The highest uh, price paid in the universe for something. He has set our value forever. I'm a bought man. 
with the precious blood of Jesus, with the life of God in that blood. This is going to change the way we see ourselves and how we see one another. The spotless lamb without blemish was willing to pay this price. Now, there's much to say about the blood, and I'm going to end with this today. The Holy Spirit was very clear to me. I did not think to go in this second part of the message, but the Holy Spirit was very clear. Please go to Exodus chapter 12, 1 to 14. The Holy Spirit said to me, go there, Christy. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us Jesus today. On this day, Passover, Good Friday, many people do not understand what happened in this holy week. Many people go away and they actually just think about holiday. Palm Sunday started the previous Sunday. Many people have no understanding what actually happened with Jesus and what's happening and what we celebrate each year when it's Passover time. So the Holy Spirit said to me, I want to show you Jesus today. Um, Exodus 12, 1 to 14. First of all, Pastor John ministered powerfully that Jesus fulfilled the law. I'm going to show you a small part of that today. It's really just a small part, but it is glorious. Why did he fulfill the law that you and me can live in the power of the promise? And the Holy Spirit just wants us to see what happened in that time with Jesus. Now, when we're going to read this, this whole Passover meal was actually a prophecy of Jesus on the cross when Moses instituted this Passover meal. He actually ministered and shared the gospel already at that time. So let's see step by step how Jesus came to fulfill this Passover meal so that we can live in the power of those promises. Hallelujah. Verse 1 and verse 2. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months, the first month of the year to you. Everything that you and me are going to read now is very significant, very significant. The third verse, tell the whole congregation of Israel, on the 10th day of this month, they will take every man a lamb according to the size of the family of which he is the father, a lamb, for each house. Verse 4. And if the household is too small to consume the lamb, let him and his next door neighbor take it according to the number of the people. Every man according to what each can eat shall make your count for the lamb. Verse 5. Very important. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it from the sheep or the goats. Verse 6. You shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel will kill that lamb in the evening. We're going to talk about that remarkable prophecy that was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Verse 7. They shall take the blood and put it on the two posts and on the lintel above the door space on the houses in which they will eat the Passover lamb. They shall eat the flesh that night, roast it, with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They will eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor boiled, or uh, at all with water, but roast it, the Lord said, 
its head, its legs, and its inner parts, all of it the Lord required. Verse 10, you shall let nothing of the meat remain until the next morning. And the bones and the unedible bits which remain off until the morning, you will burn it with fire. Verse 11, you will eat this as fully prepared on a journey, your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Very important. Eat it in haste. Make quick. This is a time where God is speaking to us, and you will see now later as we're going to look at this. Make haste. Be quick about it. Uh, verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and again, all the gods of Egypt. Right now, all the gods of Babylon. It is the Lord's Passover. Verse 13. The blood shall be as a token. Look at the power of the blood. And this was only the blood of bulls and, and animals. This was not the perfect lamb. It was just the blood of animals. The blood shall be for a token and a sign to you upon the doorstep of the house where you are. And then you will see the blood. I will pass over you and no plague. That's why we always live in the Garden of Eden, the Bible bubble. No plagues of the world can get to us because of the power of the blood. Verse 14, and that day shall be to you for a memorial. Now, I want to go back to verse 1 and to verse 2. We're going to just flow through this. The Holy Spirit is showing us Jesus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, verse 1 and 2, this month will be unto you the beginning of months. It will be the first month of the year to you. Now, with the Passover, it was really, really a new beginning for all the Israelites. God actually changed their calendar. They switched over from a natural calendar to what they still use today, their sacred calendar. It became the first month. It was not the first month when it was Passover. It became the first month. The feast became so important that it became the foundation of their experience in God. How has this been fulfilled in Jesus? So it's true for us today. The cross always starts with a new beginning for a believer. When we make Jesus the Lord of our lives, from that moment, it's a new beginning in our very experience with God. Praise the Lord. Jesus fulfilled prophecy that we can live in the power of the promise. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. This is confirmed in the New Testament. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, me and you are a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all has become new. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, we live in the power of your promise. We can believe. This is the new creature. We can forgive. We can do everything that the word says we can do. This is exactly the power that we walk in. Listen to this. The next prophecy that came true is the four days of the hidden lamb. Oh, this is, this is beautiful. Many people do not know about this. 
Exodus 12, the third verse, and then I'm going to jump to the, uh, uh, the sixth verse. Tell all the congregation of Israel, on the tenth day of this month, every man must take a lamb. And verse 6 says, and then you will keep it until the 14th day. You take the lamb on the 10th day, but you will keep it until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole of the assembly will kill it in the evening. Now, all the Israelites had to take that little lamb on the 10th day of the Passover month and set it aside until the 14th day. What happened in those four days? Those four days, they had the time to check and to inspect the animal to see if there was any blemishes that could disqualify it to be an offering. They had four days. Year in and year out, the Israelites did this in the Passover month. But then one day in the New Testament, the fulfillment came. You see, there came a day. Again, it was Passover. And on that very day, when they took the little lamb to put it aside, Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey. The lamb was set aside. The same day that they took again a little lamb, the Messiah on a donkey rode into Jerusalem. Jesus entered on the 10th day and was slain on the 14th day, four days later. Matthew 21, 7 to 11. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. Verse 8. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Look at verse 10. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, who is this? I mean, how could they be moved? I mean, it, it shows you the working of the Holy Spirit. At that moment, they did not know it is the Lamb, but they were, they were moved. Oh, Lord, verse 11, and the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. That very day, the Israelites took the little lamb and put it aside, not recognizing the lamb entered Jerusalem. Look at Matthew 26, verse 1. And I'm just putting this in between here. Jesus is now already two days in Jerusalem. Listen what he's saying. He's announcing it to them. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, verse 2, you know that after two days, is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is then betrayed to be crucified. He was actually telling them in their midst, I am here. And you know why is this so important for us today? That's why I've said people going on holiday, having other things in their hearts and on their minds. There Jesus was sitting, and they did not recognize he was among them. This is such a wonderful time to, to celebrate and meditate and being close to our Lord Jesus for what he did for us. A lamb of the first year, remarkable. Exodus 12 verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. 
Now, this is really significant. You know why? Because it clearly says it had to be a lamb. Uh, it had to be a firstborn lamb. Now, why is this so amazing? Because it's interesting to see in Scripture that all the types of Jesus are not firstborns in the Bible. Look at Esau and Jacob. Jacob was second. Ishmael and Isaac. Cain and Abel. But here's the revelation. As believers, we are firstborn in the flesh, and then we are reborn in the spirit. First Ishmael. And, and how many times did we build an Ishmael in our lives? God says, no. No, the promise belongs to Isaac. The promises of God does not belong to the man of flesh living for themselves. No, the promise belongs to the man worshiping God in spirit and in truth. That's why God is teaching and training us in his word so beautifully in this ecclesia. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Exodus 12, 5 again. This sacrifice on the cross is for the Jews and the Gentiles. Verse 5. The lamb will be without blemish a year old, and you will take it from the sheep and from the goats. Even then, God, like I said, declared and, 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 and shared the gospel with them. The gospel of salvation is for the Jews and the Gentiles. In Christ, we are all sheep. Outside Christ, we are all goats. But the cross belongs to the sheep and the goats. People, with Pastor John, with the Lord, we must do the work of an evangelist. We must go and get them. God got us. We must go and get them. A lamb without spot and blemish. This is so beautiful. And actually, you know much about this. It must be a lamb without blemish. Israel had to inspect the lamb to see if there was any defects in that little lamb. It had to be a lamb with no spot or defects. Remember the four days they had? On the 10th day, they would put the lamb aside. And on the 14th day, they will all kill it. Jesus, the perfect lamb of God, was inspected seven times to be found blameless. I'm not going to read all the scriptures to you, but I just want you to see the seven times in the Bible. The first time was Pilate. The second one was Herod, Caiaphas, Annas, Judas, the centurion, and then the repented thief on the cross. Let's see John 19 verse 4. There's the seven times that he was inspected. I'm going to read to you John 19, verse 4. Let's hear what happened when they found Jesus blameless. Pilate went out again and said unto them, Behold, I bring him out to you, that you may know that I find no crime, no fault in him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Look at what Herod was saying in Luke chapter 23, verse 13 to 15, the New Living Translation. Then Pilate called the high priest and the other leaders and the people together and said to them, you brought this man to me as one who turns the people against the government. And here in your presence, I have examined him. Like they had to examine that little lamb. I have examined him and I found in him no guilty of the charges you make against him. Jesus, worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. I'm going to jump to number seven, the repented thief, Luke 23, 39. Oh, I must say often I think about that man, both 
on the sides of Jesus on the cross had the same opportunity. One took it. He said, we have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Oh, Lord Jesus, worthy is the lamb, the perfect and spotless lamb of God. Then Exodus 12, again, we jump back to the third verse. You can keep your Bible open there like you can see. I will take you to some other scriptures as well. A lamb for a household. We live in the power of this promise. Speak unto all the congregation and tell them they must take a lamb according to the father's house, a lamb for a household. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you become part of the household of faith. You cannot stay a lone ranger anymore. You become part of the family. You must be planted. If you are not planted, you are roaming around and you are not part of the household, of the family, the spiritual family where God wants to plant you. Again, the fulfillment of this, what happened here. But we live in the promise. How beautiful it is to be planted in the place where God wants us. That we don't have to run around to get the messages and get uh, uh, prophecies. No, he leads us besides the quiet waters and green pastures because we are planted. Can you see once again, we live in the power of his promise. Hallelujah. Oh, this one is big. I remember my mouth hanged open many, many years ago when God showed me this. Kill it in the evening. Exodus 12 verse 6. Let's read it. You will keep that little lamb until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation will kill it in the evening. Now, the lamb had to be killed, like we just see, saw here, uh, on the 14th day in the evening. But I want you to know this. The Hebrew word for killing it in the evening means actually kill it between two evenings. Now, they knew what that meant. All those years they kept the Passover, they took the little lamb, and on the 14th day they had to slain it. But there's one evening. There's only one evening. And they knew the real meaning was kill it between two evenings. Look at this remarkable fulfillment of prophecy. Luke 23, verse 44. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness, the second evening, all over the earth until the ninth hour. The sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in two. Jesus, the perfect lamb, died between two evenings. The darkness came. The first time, can you imagine a, 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 a doing Passover? Every single year. And you know the Hebrew words, the word means, kill it between two evenings. Where's two evenings? Only when the real lamb came. He died when, it, when that darkness came from the sixth to the ninth hour. He died between two evenings. Oh, Lord, what you did for us. And this one is tough. My own tears running over my cheeks so many, many times when I think about this. Verse 7, uh, verse 6. The whole assembly shall kill it. The whole congregation of Israel was involved in the death of the Passover. The gospels show that how the Sanhedrin 
the priests and the people of Israel demanded, crucify him. They even said, let his blood be on us and our children. They did kill. They did kill the perfect lamb. But it's because of our sin we did the same. We did the same exactly as they, as they did. Oh, Lord Jesus, how much it costs to see our sin on the cross. How much it costs. Verse 7, Exodus 12. The blood must be applied to the lintel and the doorpost. They will take the blood and put it on the two side posts and on the lintel upon the houses wherein they will eat. In the fulfillment of the Passover, Jesus is the lamb whose precious blood was shed for you and me. And Jesus is, of course, the sprinkled door. In his death, he's the spotless lamb. In his resurrection, Jesus is the door, the door to our heavenly father. And you know what? I wrote down here, Hebrews 10, 19, Pastor Sharon ministered in 2020. The, 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 the title of the message is, Enter Boldly. Can you see we live in the power of that promise? They had to put it on the lintel and on the door. Why? Hebrews 10, 19. I mean, that message changed my life. I come in the mornings. I come during the day. Therefore, brothers, having boldness to enter the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. You come and pray. You come and speak. You come to stand before the judge. You enter boldly into the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You made the way. You consecrated this new and living way that we can go right to our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we will remember and we will come boldly. We will not be timid. There's no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus. We will not shrink back. We will have faith in God. We will come and pray. We will come and occupy. We will come and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. We will obey your word. Hallelujah. And then also something that is just touching our hearts. Exodus 12, 46. The meal had to be eaten in a single house and you are not to bring any of the flesh outside the house, nor to break any bone of it. John 19, 32. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus, the 33rd verse, they found that he was already dead. They did not break his legs. They, they came one and it was prophesied about him. He came to fulfill it all so that we can live in it all. This is always so precious. Verse 34, and instead of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of water and blood. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. Jesus, how the lamb was be eaten, and I'm closing with this, because we are going to have communion this morning. Exodus 12, 11, now you will eat in this manner, with your loins girded and your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand, and you will eat in haste. This is exactly where God has this ecclesia. Exactly. Leave Egypt quickly. Come out of Babylon 
quickly. Leave the institutions quickly. This is what God said to them, and he's saying it to us right now. Come out of Babylon, God said. Brother Jerry announced by the Holy Spirit, our exodus has started. God said, I'm taking the children. Satan wants to keep us in his hold. We must get out quickly. Believe in the blood. Obey what God is saying. Get out of Babylon. He paid everything for us to live in every promise now and forever in the name of Jesus. Verse 21, Exodus 3, 21. I will give this people favor. This is so profound for us today. Brother Jerry came to minister about this. This is Passover now. This is what happened this week. And it's not for some people in between. It's for this ecclesia right now. I will give the people favor, unprecedented favor, and respect in the sight of the Egyptians and the people in Babylon. And it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. Brother Jerry came to declare now the glorious way of living, the year of the maximum, the good life, especially for us, highest levels attainable. Yes, Lord Jesus, he died. Death was on the table. He paid with the most precious price and set our worth and our value forever. In our lives as sons of God, in our assignment, in every area of our lives, we say, yes, Lord, we heard. In this day, 2023, Lord, the highest, the maximum, the glorious way of living. We, we, we leave Egypt very quickly. We're going to obey every message. Because as he spoke to them that day, he kept on speaking and he keeps on speaking to you and me. We say, yes, Lord, this is us. We will leave Egypt. We will look at your promises. We will let scripture speak to us because we are leaving that and we are obeying you, Lord, living the glorious life that you, that you paid for us, Jesus. You've made the way that we could not make. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to take communion now. Thank you, ushers, that you will assist us. You can hand out the wine and the bread. That with rejoicing, rejoicing us personally in our families, as we talk in our homes, as we're going to have fellowship this afternoon, we're going to speak about this. It's not just a Friday as usual. It is Good Friday. It is what our Lord Jesus paid for. We're going to have fellowship with one another. We're going to live in his promises. We're going to talk about his promises. He's got this for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ashes. We appreciate you so much.
remember what the Word says as often as we do this. This is the meal that heals. You can have communion every day, not just to have it, as often as we remember our worth and what Jesus paid. We can go to the Word of God and we can celebrate as often. I want to encourage you today at home as we live in the promises of His Word. Press in. Have communion. If you've never done it before personally, go to the Word. Just read it and say, Lord, I take the blood. I take what you did for me and your body. It is so powerful. And just for my and your own worth, it's not what other people think about you and me. Oh, our value was set forever, forever in the precious blood, the precious blood of Jesus. Father, we're going to take communion right now, but we want to begin to say to you right now that we have faith in God. We have faith in His blood. We will now more and more come up and apply the blood. We will enter the Holy of Holies in the mornings, Lord, boldly. With gladness we will come to you. We will pray, we will say, we will sing, Lord, and we will praise. In the Holy of Holies, by the blood. And we will do it, Lord, with the great assurance of faith, Hebrews 10 says. With the great assurance of faith. Because where does faith come from? Faith comes by hearing and hearing what the Word has to say about the blood. Oh, Lord, this is a glorious day. This is a glorious day. We will keep on. We will keep saying, praying, praising, declaring it. Husbands and wives, marriages, mums and children, families. Hallelujah. We will keep on saying it. We will keep on praying it. We will keep on praising it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you all have the wine and the blood there right with you? Please take the blood, the wine. Take it in your hand. Can I ask you that you will put your hand on your heart? Let's say this together. Jesus, today I say, your blood is precious to me. From today, Lord, your blood holds a place in my heart like no other place. Your blood, Jesus, has forever determined my worth. I believe in Jesus. I'm a son of God. Please, you can drink the wine. Please take the bread. I want you to look at Hebrews 10, verse 14 in the Amplified today. I love this scripture. I love it with my whole heart. This is what Jesus did for you and me. For by a single offering, he has made you and me 
completely cleansed and perfected us who are consecrated and made holy by Jesus and His blood. You know, I, I, I run to the Lord in the morning and I, I open my Bible at Hebrews 10 and 14 and said, Lord, by one single offering, you have forever completely cleansed and perfected me. Will you say this, Lord Jesus, by your blood, by one single offering, your blood, you have forever completely cleansed and perfected me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've just said as we take the bread, the blood of Jesus is on the mercy seats and it speaks because it's alive. Right now the blood speaks for us and this broken body of Jesus is speaking of the forgiveness of our sins, the healing and the wholeness of our bodies right now. Right now. Take it by faith. Put your hand on any part of your body. Thank you for the wholeness of our bodies, Lord. Spirit, soul, and body, every place in my body. Yes, Lord, thank you. The healing and the wholeness paid for by one single offering. Your peace and prosperity and the maximum for me, the highest levels attainable by this one, the one single offering. Please take the bread and have a moment with the Lord. we have this moment father today we say we thank you lord jesus we worship you worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb you paid the price we could not pay your precious blood made the way and it has set our value forever how precious is your blood to us today thank you lord